0: It's club, and you ain't in it, full of psychopaths who believe in you, Jen. It's an evil club, and you ain't in it, full of psychopaths who believe in you, Jen. It's an evil club, and you ain't in it. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony, can you hear me? I can Okay. How do I sound? Do I sound all right?
1: Yeah, you sound good. from what I Okay,
0: can tell. I'm, I'm wearing new headphones. I didn't know.
1: Okay, so sound normal. How am I sounding?
0: You're sounding much better than last week. Okay, good. Uh, you sound a little low.
1: Wait one minute. Okay, how about now?
0: A little bit better. You okay, might need to yell. <laughs> you sound all right. I can hear you. But I think you're always a little low and I'm always a little high, so...
1: Yeah, I think we need to get like a little leveller or so, one of those, um, what do they call it, Um balancer or some type of Yeah,
0: something like that. <laughs> right. Well, cool, cool. man.
1: Progress number... Um...
0: Oh, is this wow. number either? I think so.
1: All we right. might be on
0: 13, but I'm not sure.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> We're somewhere around there. All right, brother. How you doing?
1: Good. (laughs) I saw crows chase what I thought was an eagle today, just like an hour ago.
0: That's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, very symbolic.
0: Eagles are pretty fucking nifty, but come the fuck on. Like, crows are so much smarter. I mean, we look at them like they're junkyard birds, but they're actually like a five-year-old with wings
1: did you ever see the guy who invented the crow vending machine
0: yes i have heard about that man he taught him how to put coins in a machine and get peanuts
1: yeah he basically just had a bunch of coins lying around the machine so they would drop them in while they were feeding and they would dispense bird seed and he just put the coins further and further away until he removed the crow the coins then you have minions like just an army of minion crews just going out and trying to like scavenge change
0: dude it's actually pretty fucking genius like it's gonna cost you a little bit up front because you're gonna have to like buy the vending machine you're gonna have to stock it with peanuts but dude could you make a lot of money doing this like if you (laughs) you know what i mean how many quarters are sitting on the ground
1: I bet you that guy makes about $500 a week. Stocking up a machine with bird feed and taking coins to the coin stop machine. It's pretty genius, dude. Yeah.
0: I got to say, I like it. I
1: know. I've been saying this, like, I should just make one, but, you know,
0: it's... (laughs) All the way Uh... I I don't know if we ever talked about that or not. I I never know how many conversations I repeat cuz like I'm a I'm a dad now and so I find myself repeating the same shit sometimes. So sorry listeners, like I mean like the 10 of you that are there if you've it, heard it, me t- it, it, say this before.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's impossible not to repeat conversations cuz you just kind of go to the same places and I try to come up with like original ideas. Like even like not just for this but just in general. But yeah, yeah like like, did I talk to you about this or someone else? I remember conversations, but to don't remember who you had them with.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is uh, they did this in a college study. I don't remember what college this was at, but it was something to do with the crows and ravens. They were trying to study them. And so they were like measuring their wing, uh, wingspan and different things. Yeah. And so... The first time they did this, they had the students, like, catch them. I, I don't know how they caught them, like, with nets or something. And so they caught all these crows. They, and then they took them to a lab. And they sat there and measured them, their wingspan, all that crap. And what ended up happening is all the kids that were in that class that participated in it started getting harassed by the crows. Like, the crows would come and, like, like caw at them and circle them and, like, harass the shit out of them, like, when they were on lunch between classes, and they'd follow them and do all kinds of crazy stuff because the crows remembered what students they were. They remembered their face. And so they were like, oh, man, that's crazy. And so then they had, like, a Christmas break or, like, summer break. They were off for, like, a couple months, and they came back. Those crows still fucking remembered them. And still harass them, and did all this. So, anyways, after that, they started making them wear stupid masks. We like because they, <laughs> the students had to wear masks after, so that the crows wouldn't remember them.
1: Well, it's funny because yeah, the crows harass the people who are just scanning them for all of this information. But mm-hmm. we we get scanned for information all the time, and we don't seem to care.
0: <laughs> yeah. So well, they don't. They're more nuanced about it, like they don't throw us in a net and <laughs> well, I guess unless you're at the police station I, you do get fucking chucked to the back of the car and then they take all your photos and do your fingerprints and
1: yeah yeah we we got the we got well we got the internet, which is a little like the the stickiest of all the nets really, but it's um the one that we kind of for sure.
0: Yeah, but we're retarded, and we jump in the net.
1: Well, because... like, oh, the-
0: free porn! <laughs> <laughs> and so you're like, so then all these cookies track you, and all the creepy shit you look at, you're like, oh, grandma's feet, you know, and all kinds of weird shit or whatever you're into. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, a- then all those fucking <laughs> companies learn everything about you and can track you and they can track trace and predict your behaviors better than like you know what I mean like better than your spouse they know what you're going to do before you do that's how good the AI is getting man (laughs) so
1: this kind of brings me to what I kind of wanted to talk about did you read that revolver article about the feds possibly um, being involved in the June 6th um, the January 6th insurrection riot gathering whatever you want Call
0: it. all i saw was uh what's his name the sensationalist on fox news uh carlson you know you know who i'm talking yep. about yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That...
0: I, I saw his little thing on it and dude i gotta say T- tucker tucker carlson dude for fucking being on a mainstream media that motherfucker red pills a lot of people i'm glad that he's doing that like maybe he's not my guy Maybe I don't go to him for information. Maybe he's a limited hangout, but he's a pretty good one, dude. Like for your average redneck dummy right winger that's like going to watch him and get their news from someone, I'm glad they're getting it from Tucker Carlson.
1: Well, that's how I found out about Theonical. I looked into it a little bit. And what's really so basically it says that. There's a lot of co-conspirators that were never indicted in this, even though some people are facing pretty severe charges for just kind of walking through some buildings. I mean, was
0: that? Oh, I was gonna say it's just another one of those things where the conspiracy theorists theorists were right. I've been saying this, you've been saying this. They were fucking, they were provocateurs, dude. They're agent provocateurs. They were entrapping all those morons. And it was all feds, dude.
1: Well, yeah. So this is my thing. It's like, I feel like, well, I think the FBI is a terrorist organization at this point. But I, so they basically kind of. From
0: the conception. That's what they are. They're a fucking terrorist organization. (laughs)
1: So they were, they were basically looking at, like, the um, Gretchen Whitmore kidnapping plot that was basically all feds, and now we kind of know this. Or, like, uh, not not all feds. They were, like, half feds and half mentally deranged people who thought that kidnapping a governor would solve their problems. I mean, which is just a crazy thing to think. Um, like, like, what do you do with her once you kidnapped her? Like, that's just a problem you don't want to deal with. They weren't going
0: to do that. They were never going to, like, I'll I'll give you an example. There was a mentally retarded, like, half-homeless boy that was from Portland. And you probably remember this, too. And I think he was an Arab kid. And he was the one that the FBI basically tricked into whatever kind of fake bomb plot that was going to blow up. Uh, The Portland Tree Lighting Ceremony. Do you remember that a few years ago? I
1: remember that, yeah. I don't remember the kid's name, but yeah, I remember that.
0: Dude, like, the kid had, like, a fucking borderline retarded mentally IQ. Like, his parents were like, look, he would never come up with this in the first place. Like, he was definitely coerced. Like, what happens is every single one of these guys, I would say almost every single terrorist attack that has ever happened in this country, if you look into it, there's feds behind it. Almost every fucking time. Timothy McVeigh, like uh, those guys at the Boston Marathon, the Zarnaev the brothers, all of that shit. There's always Fed ties. There's always CIA and FBI ties.
1: Well, OK, I got a little bit of a different one with the governor because oh, that that's very possible. But also I was thinking, what happens if the Fed just wanted to take out this person for whatever reason, which would make a lot of people happy? You don't really want to, like, have that, like, a track record on on that. So what you do is you try to get a couple of patsies to do the job for you. You set them up. And then for whatever reason, it's a change of plan or the plan goes awry. You just cancel it and you just send someone else up the river. Like, they have the <laughs> po- You know what That's I'm
0: like, a, a total possibility, dude. That's That's a fucking cool idea. Like, they really want to smoke the bitch. <laughs> they, they, like, get some dummy, talk some dummies into it. And then if it goes a little awry, they're just like, ah, arrest him.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then they could do this with anyone. Like, anyone in power. It's McConnell, AOC, freaking Bernie Sanders, um, John Down at the Deli. You know, like, whoever it is.
0: Well, do you think that's what happened with uh, that congressional baseball shooting?
1: You know, I don't. Do you remember know. that? Like, but, like, yeah. Like, they I shot Scalia, didn't they? They shot,
0: they shot I somebody. somebody. I thought they. Yeah, they shot somebody and shot at a few people. I thought it was Anthony Scalia they shot. Or it, some, that, it has a name like that.
1: Was that it's t- some t- Italian it was just name. It's like. for like a month straight. That guy? Yeah, there was like one dude who was just like, he was on Salvia for like, like every day for like a month or so. And...
0: I'm not sure it's that guy. This guy was an old guy and he said, this is for health care. This is oh, for, yeah, like no. he was specifically doing it because <laughs> he thought the Republicans were going to take away Obamacare. So he was like, I'm going to kill you and <laughs> shot yeah, at him.
1: So, yeah, there's unfortunately way too many of these things <laughs> to keep track of.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to discount that there are some actual nuts that commit violence, but I almost think that, like, those are inspired by, you know what I mean? Like, we release too much information, and then these people just do, like, copycat attacks, and...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with, like, people who are in that frame of mind is that they're very suggestible in some way. Like, that's why you're in that situation to begin with, is because you you, you just kind of lost the ability or never gained the ability to, come to control your own thoughts. So you're just in this perpetual state of misery. So even if it's not like feds kind of plotting against you to do something, you're still just getting saturated with media just filling you up with, like, these are the people that cause your problems. And it's like, no, like, like yeah, like they're not good people for sure, but like, like okay, like if they want to cut your benefits out, well, they're gonna do that. But that doesn't, that, that doesn't necessarily mean like your life is ruined. Like, you go and try to take out a sitting senator or whatever, like that will ruin your life. That's a that's a lot harder for bounce back from than like having to get a new job or something.
0: I don't know what happened to that guy. Did he kill himself, or is he in prison? I Again, it's hard to keep track of these psychos. Uh,
1: I don't know, and it's, like, it's really hard to think that, like, it's one thing to kill someone for no reason. Like, that's horrible, but imagine setting someone up where you know that that person's going to spend the rest of their life in jail, and you're still okay with that. Like, that's a whole new level of, like... Like, if someone just kills someone and you ask them, like, why they did it, and you're like, they're like, the dog told me. You're like, okay, like you're a fucking nut job and you need to be locked away, but that's less creepy than just being like, oh, I could get some kind of career advancement if I just did this thing, and it would result in, like, someone just spending the rest of their life in jail, but, you know, whatever.
0: You're saying the feds that are setting it up?
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> like how evil do you have to be
0: Buddy, I mean, I think to be a Fed, I think they actually look for people with, like, probably sociopathic tendencies. They, I think they probably troll, uh, like, military, they troll. I, Dude, I've heard friends that have been approached by, like, CIA and FBI and have been offered stuff and offered positions and things like that. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird, but I think that they look for specifically people without consciences and I think they probably start you off with little tests to see what you're capable of and what you're willing to do. You know, and then I think like once you start playing that game, then, you know, yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's like any other gang, really. They, they try to find the kids who are like leaning a little bit that way. And yeah, they gotta jump to...
0: you in, and then they give you a task: go shoot that lady right there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they also got some blackmail on you, so you have to like it's oh, it's just, it's a shitty it's a shitty life. Don't do it, kids. Stay away from the FBI.
0: Yep, stay but, away yeah. from gangs, and that means the police, the military, and the FBI as well. Yeah, they're all gangs.
1: You ever look into how the FBI was started?
0: Uh, tell me about it.
1: I, I mean, this is just like a brief. Like I just kind of looked into this a little bit, but I guess when William McKinley was shot by an anarchist, like there was kind of like this kind of like fear, so they started the Bureau of Investigation under Teddy Roosevelt. It was headed by um, like someone who was like a Bonaparte, like it was like Napoleon's grandkids or something, which is just fucking crazy.
0: So this is pre Hoover.
1: This is pre Hoover, and then during okay. Prohibition, it kind of got switched over to Hoover, and it got switched over to the FBI. And I think one of their first jobs was to investigate like a prostitution house, which I just found funny, like like a corset is. Like, I'm sure that was like a full of things to investigate. Just like, yeah, yeah, we got to check out this house of prostitution here.
0: And then it just started running more efficiently and it got more funding and there was more prostitutes than ever. And then because the FBI was using it to honeypot people and to get people in there and get blackmail on them.
1: (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I've, I
0: heard that from like the beginning of the FBI, uh, they were, monitoring whorehouses specifically because they wanted to get, they wanted to get people in there and then they could own people because they could be like, we're going to tell your wife, here's a video of you, like fucking, you know, whatever, whatever filthy thing you just did that you're ashamed of. We're like, well, we can show this to your wife and kids or you can play ball, Mr. Judge, you know, (laughs)
1: Ah, yeah. Well, that goes back to the free porn thing that you started off with. So, yeah, that's all kind of ties around
0: using our vice and our shame against us. Well, just let your fruit. If you just let your freak flag fly, then what can they hold on you?
1: <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing. Is like we're supposed to be in this age of um, whatever. Like we're supposed to not be in this ed- age of shame anymore. But it's. Like for certain well, things. Not other yeah. Things.
0: Well, I, what I find fascinating is like what used to be, and I know that we've talked about this before, but like what used to be blackmailable is like, it, and it just had to escalate, you know? Like back in the day, it was you cheating on your wife with a prostitute, and then maybe it's like gay sex, and then maybe it's, you know, you got fucked by a horse or something i don't know and then now it's you know it just had to escalate and escalate and now it's you know you get this world leader in a room and there's a naked kid that's drugged up on the bed and he fucks it or something you know what i mean like and so that's what jeffrey epstein was he was like a honeypot to you know to get corrupt people like bill clinton and donald trump and and morons like that and then film them doing horrible things and then you could control them
1: yeah it does kind of seem like like that's how a lot of our world is run and it's like like there's no logic to it like the like the messages that we are constantly getting they don't come from a place of like where it's like oh i can see the logic i disagree with it but i get it it's just like every day there's like a new Thing that we're supposed to swallow culturally. People are shameless.
0: (laughs) Well, they're getting there, and I almost, dude, I keep seeing more more and more and more and more and more and more things about like lowering the age of consent laws, and or like so academically they'll talk about that like so so that gets the smart people and then the stupid people they're having things like uh cuties flicks or like cuties on netflix and shit and they're just trying to get i I don't know man it's like and then they're sexualizing kids like hardcore and it's just fucking weird and i i often wonder and again we've probably talked about this before too like How many of the elite know that there's videos of them pounding kids? And they're like, we need to normalize this quick. Because if this shit gets out, we're fucked. And they can always, I think now, because of technology and stuff, they can say, that was a deep fake. Yep, that was definitely a deep fake. That wasn't me fucking the kid. But, you know, like, but I don't know, dude. Like, I almost think that that has something to do with it.
1: I, I can see that. I can definitely see that kind of like, okay, like we all got this on us, so we're going to get together and kind of normalize this. And yeah, because I've been seeing more and more like the the kid stuff trying to be normalized, which it doesn't seem to be even like, there's no real organic cultural pull for it, but it's still just kind of there. Like I, I get like, being gay back in the day or something like people were and it's just like okay like 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 I can see how that could organically move into a movement but like I saw one thing online where it's just like talking about like how to talk to like kids under 10 about kink and I'm just like like how is that (laughs) you don't
0: it's really quick you don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) god damn
0: it (laughs) god damn it
1: yeah just like the the most bizarre and i'm not like i don't care what anyone's into like i'm not even like great like do your thing i mean but well see
0: i've seen a lot of movement too which i'm thankful for like i have friends in the lgbt community and then i also have people that i talk to online um and i talked to somebody online and then i saw a video online all around the same thing where they're saying, like, either we need to keep kids out of the Pride parade, like, kids can't come, or the kink guys have to stay home. Like, they're, like, basically, like, Pride should be about happiness and rainbows and acceptance. We don't need to have leather daddies with their butthole spread, you know, at at Pride when there's, like, five-year-olds. And so, like... I think me and my wife came up with an idea where, like, can they have, like, from 8 o'clock till, like, noon or 2 o'clock, have a family-friendly Pride, you know? And then after 2, then they can let their freak flag fly, and then, you know, you can take the kids home. And then, like, I don't know, let let leather daddies and furries and all the fun stuff, you know, commence. But
1: it would be cool to
0: have that separated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that that's like a pretty easy thing to do that a lot of people do in their lives already with uh, like other things. Like it's like there are things in your life that you might not expose your kids to that aren't necessarily bad or nothing, but it's just like they're not ready for it.
0: Well, of course, man. Do you say "fuck" in front of your two-year-old? You know what I mean. Like mean... you might have to stub your toe, but you know, like you you want them to have like a decent vocabulary before you start doing that. Like you do let your child watch gratuitous violence on television. You know, like, I mean, some people again might, but probably shouldn't, you know, you kind of want to shelter your child and let them be kids for as long as possible. Let them enjoy, enjoy some like semblance of innocence in this fucked up world. Right. I don't know.
1: Also, also, just from the other perspective, I, I can't imagine it would be that much fun if you're just kind of getting your freak on and there's a bunch of kids running around. I mean, that just seems like it would... Um,
0: I mean, unless that's what they're after, dude.
1: Yeah, but I think... <laughs> de- not
0: all of them, you know what I'm saying, but there's <laughs> a few that...
1: Yeah, I could definitely see a lot of guys, whatever, doing some weird stuff and just being like, I don't want, like... Like, it's just awkward. Like, I think that most normal people would find that, to be, um, I, don't, I don't want to say normal, because obviously the whole idea of it is not to be normal, but um...
0: Well, th- like I said, that's what a few of my friends and a couple people that I've talked to online have said, where they're like, we need to keep that as far away from fucking kids as possible. And having an actual kid at a fucking at, like, I, actually, specifically this was a video that I saw. It was a drag queen explaining about like that little boy that was going to the strip club oh, wow. and dancing for men and men were throwing dollars at him and shit. The kid was like 10 or 11. You, you, you've you heard about that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's...
0: Right. And it just yeah. got awful. And he was like, look, he goes, I'm sexy. That's what I'm here for. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what, the f- uh, what do you call him? I'm trying not to mess up drag queens like drag queens are inherently sexual like that's what you're doing you're trying to be the sexiest lady you can be you know and like i'm not and like i'm not being a sexy lady and like a shirt up to my collarbones like i'm being a dirty little slut right now you know and like i'm you know what i'm saying like they're they're up there trying to be sexy and he goes this is not a place for a child please keep your kids out of here it's you know it's not okay they don't need to come see a drag show they don't need to participate in the drag show like what? and again that little boy wasn't like wearing a beautiful dress like he was wearing a little slut dress and he was spreading his butt for like like you know old men that were throwing dollars at him like what the fuck you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference. Like, if he's having a pageant and he's, like, wearing, like, a very beautiful dress or something, and everyone's, like, cheering him on or something, okay, whatever. But, like, he, we know what the fuck was going on. He was, like, half-ass stripping for some fucking sick assholes.
1: Well, and I think that that's it, like, and I'm glad that you've noticed I'm like, back from within those cultures, because, like, it just seems like this artificial divide, um, that people are going to just start to like look at all gay people in a certain way if that's like how it's being presented to them and i mean it's just like the most like the most obnoxious thing is always going to get what attention from people and if your most obnoxious thing is like some guy dressed in feathers or something it's like okay whatever but if you got like if you have a kids strip for you then that's a different thing entirely
0: i mean drag doesn't even necessarily have to be gay like drag is fun. I've been to several drag shows. I've been dr- I've been dragged up top and they've like uh gave me a fucking lap dance and did all kinds of crazy shit. They they one one drag queen like pulled my pants down and spanked me with my own belt on stage. And like we were all having a fucking great time laughing hysterically. Like that's fun to me. I don't have a problem with that. Uh 10-year-olds don't need to be involved. <laughs>
1: Is there like I mean I don't even know like I'm I'm kind of out of the I'm, I'm kind of like out of the loop or something. But like, is drag still a thing anymore? or Is it just all everyone's going trans? Uh,
0: well, um, I know that drag queens have been kind of attacked by the LGBT community uh, because they say that it's like culturally appropriating trans people because they live their lives as men, most of them. And then, like, on the weekends, they just want to, like, put on makeup and a dress and just be trans. And, like, you'd think if people were actually accepting and loving, then it would still be a thing. I think that it's less of a thing than it used to be. But there's still drag shows, man. I think. I mean, I used to do Rocky Horror in high school, too. And that was fun. I won a costume contest at a Rocky Horror show. Who were you? I was just a dirty slut. Like I, I okay. was wearing, wearing a mini skirt and like I stuffed my bra and I had like a bunch of lipstick and a fucking wig. And then I got on stage and like pulled my dick and balls out and shook it. And I, everyone cheered for me and I won.
1: Well, I'll, uh, I'll have to see pictures someday.
0: <laughs> I think there are pictures somewhere.
1: I'm sure they're on the internet yeah. <laughs> somewhere.
0: <laughs> Some old man is <laughs> jerking off right now.
1: Yeah, nothing ever dies. It's, yeah.
0: Uh, Dude, I look like a male Selma Hayek. I was kind of fine back then.
1: Oh, man, that's I uh...
0: <laughs> –
1: I can't picture it, man. I cannot picture it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I'm trying to... – yeah, no. Yeah. It... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't know. It just seems like – yeah, weirdly innocent, like, you know what I mean, like, it's just kind of like, there's a kind of like innocent debauchery, and there's a, there's like a cancerous debauchery, and we've got to separate the two.
0: Yeah, dude, I mean, Rocky Horror is definitely about debauchery, and about like, bizarre, weird stuff, but it's like, it was, it was supposed to be, and it was supposed to be about fun, too, and it was like, singing, and just dancing, and being yourself, and being a weirdo, and Like, I loved Rocky Horror. I thought it was great. You
1: ever ever listened to any, like, Jonathan Prejo?
0: Uh-uh. What's that?
1: He's, um, well, he's on the old YouTube and whatnot, and he's like an Eastern Orthodox dude who I don't know too much about, but he talks a lot about that kind of, like, you have like this order, but within this order, like whatever it is, like it needs to be like there needs to be like something left over for some debauched error. And he like a lot of like medieval stuff where you know you'd have like these cultures that were very you know traditional in their ways, but then like once a year they like send a goat up to be their priest or something and they have a church service with a goat or, or or whatever, and it's just all backwards and upside down, and it's like it's like a certain way of like taking the piss out of everything. Like just being like, we need like (laughs) in order for this culture to survive, like we need something to like completely mock everything about it. And I think there's something to that.
0: Well, uh, I mean, I think people are doing that, right? I mean, that's what South Park is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, but like we can't live like, it's like, I mean, he talks about it being like a carnival. But, like, you can't live in a carnival. Like, the carnival comes once a year, and, like, you go to the carnival, and you have fun, but then go back to whatever you're doing. But, like, now we're just in perpetual carnival mode. Yeah. Like, South Park is um, almost, like, South Park is kind of a moralistic show. Like, it's basically pointing out all the stuff that's wrong. It's just doing it in this weird upside-down way. But the morality of South Park is pretty spot-on. Like, it's a very moral show.
0: And it didn't used to be, dude. I think because it used to make fun of the overly moral society. And as society is spinning the fuck out of control, it's like, what the fuck, guys? (laughs) It's having to mock. Well, because South Park, it like it mocks the dominant society, right? It mocks the dominant culture. And maybe what, you know, 25 years ago, what the dominant culture was, was like George W. Bush kind of like era. And now we're in like I don't know, fucking some dead clown world and uh,
1: <laughs> zombie clown world,
0: dude. Yeah, so I mean, there's just different things to mock, I guess.
1: Yeah, like I think there's always a little bit on the moral side. There's always just like I think that like they were just looking at the morality of the time and just the hypocrisy and it's just like just like a lot of the morality of today is hypocritical. Like how much, dude, wo- how much of the I- worst ideas are just. Like, code it and this moral that, like, we're doing this for social justice, even though it's racist as fuck. Or we're doing this, like, for whatever reason. We're gonna, I mean, I
0: so hilarious that you're like, because every boomer mom, like, my mom, like, just I find it so funny you're calling South Park moral. (laughs) Because every fucking Christian conservative mother thought South Park was the actual devil.
1: I mean, they, they swore a
0: lot. They... Work. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, not... they definitely <laughs> swore a lot. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, at the end of the day, they were just pointing out, like, the, all the stupid shit that we were doing, which I feel is, like, fine. Like, if we're doing something dumb, that's the purpose of comedy, is to basically go, look, this is obviously wrong. Stop it
0: well i think to actually get south park you actually have to watch it and consume it and then you also have to be open-minded enough and maybe intelligent enough to be able to see it and then see what they're saying about you reflect on it and then be able to laugh about it you know and uh
1: yeah not and a, lot of people, do that. a lot of people can't get beyond like their first reaction so if you use a naughty word or use you you poke fun of a sacred cow then some people at that point will just they, they stop listening to what's going on unfortunately
0: oh dude i mean that show is so fucking great i haven't seen it in years like i'm way i'm like fucking at least a decade behind but uh like i am i just think about like i got my mom on board finally she liked south park after a while and like i think her favorite episode was uh was the Jennifer Lopez episode. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I don't... I can't remember it.
0: Okay. Well, Cartman somehow uh, pretended that his hand was now Jennifer Lopez. And so he would sing this song. Anyway, it was just fucking ridiculous. But Ben Affleck was in it. And, like, so Cartman's hand had been... had was possessed by Jennifer Lopez. And so he was, like, hand-puppeting Jennifer Lopez and doing it... Anyways, but oh, he had, yeah. You remember that, and he like yeah. he had fucking uh, Ben Affleck, so he's sitting there giving Ben Affleck a hand job, and like all kinds of god awful things. Like, dude, it was the funniest fucking show in the world. It's just
1: I, I haven't seen it in a while. I saw a little bit of like when I did PC Principal. Like, I like I I haven't saw it for like a, like five six years. I saw like an episode. Oh season and then I kinda of went back to not seeing it. I guess it's on HBO now and from what I hear they're killing it.
0: Good. I'm glad they are man. <laughs> yeah, but they're not
1: on Comedy Central anymore, so
0: Well, I don't think Comedy Central does comedy anymore, so
1: that is very true. And they're very um they might not even be central. Maybe they are, I don't know, but they definitely not comedian <sighs>
0: Well, you want to get into, like, Rona bullshit? Or what do you want to talk about, man? Sure, let's get to
1: Rona.
0: <laughs> uh, dude, I've just been... I've been on all kinds of... Going down little holes, watching videos about stuff. Like, different doctors just explaining, like... It, stuff that we've mentioned before. But just, like, the cytokine storm. And just, like, once you take a Rona shot, uh, they, the spike... Pro- they, like, inject you... That was a <laughs> loud <of> car. <laughs> uh, they inject you with like some spike proteins and then.
1: Uh, dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You, you know,
0: know, know you... that guy's got the biggest penis. Well, He's no, got he a, have
1: a it. Up. He If you <laughs> driving fast, it's just a really fucking loud car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's just that they inject you with fucking these spike proteins that, like... I, I'm i not even smart enough to understand it, but I guess they're going everywhere. Like, they're supposed to have stayed in your arm or something, but now they're, like, going all over your fucking body, and then they can cause, like, prion disease in your brain, like, basically mad cow disease. They can, like... They're causing blood clots all over your body, and then it's also going to cause that cytokine storm reaction like the next time you encounter a wild coronavirus your body's going to freak the fuck out and attack itself and get you extra sick and all kinds of that kind of shit and then and i mean and then they talked even more about like shedding and how it's a very real thing and especially after someone just gets vaccinated i guess They shed more like because she was this was a doctor and she was explaining something about how. If you uh, go into a cancer ward, like a children's cancer ward um, before 2020 or before all this bullshit, if you had just got a vaccine, they would tell you you can't go in there because those kids are extra sensitive right now they are immunocompromised and you are shedding live virus for uh, two weeks after your vaccine. And so she's saying that like uh, they took that down because they don't want people even thinking about that or talking about that. And so she's saying that like what it's extra dangerous for people actually to be around people after they got their COVID vaccine, but especially after the first couple of weeks
1: yeah it makes sense like you would have that short period like like a couple of weeks like the right afterwards be like a really intense period for the shedding. and and yeah yeah like yeah, i've heard that too where like the the spike proteins are just kind of traveling throughout the body and like the spike proteins are the harmful part of the coronavirus to begin with so it's
0: yeah, like, like, that's what they were saying, that, like, this was a two-part attack, basically. She was calling this, like, a bioweapon for sure. She was, like... And she was saying that, like, people that got the coronavirus are getting the spike protein, but the people that are also getting the vaccine are getting the spike proteins as well. And so this was, like, a two-prong attack to get these... Like, the point was to get these spike proteins in us.
1: Yeah, it's, like... it's It's hard to figure out, like, whether or not, like this is intentional or this is just a colossal fuck-up because everyone just wants to make vaccine money or whatever. It's yeah, a- man,
0: I really don't know. I mean, I, I see, I, I, this is an aspect of it that I want to talk to you about, because you and I have talked about this before, too. I'm glad that we're talking about this now. Um, because, like, as soon as you see it's now acceptable to talk about the lab leak theory, right? Now it's all over TV. Now you have uh, what's his name, John Stewart on Stephen Colbert's show. Did you see that that little clip?
1: Yeah, it was actually hilarious. I will.
0: Yeah, sure, but like what I so we can talk about what he said. He got there, uh, he got up there and he said like, "It's the you know whatever. It's the novel coronavirus lab. Where do you think that fucking came from? You know?" And like it was funny, right? Like, and John Stewart is funny, but. John Stewart's so much funnier than Stephen Colbert. Uh, but long story short, man, like all I saw when I watched that, now tell me if I'm wrong or tell me if you have a different perspective. I saw uh, warmonger propaganda. How so? Now, see, the first thing that I saw was like, we can see our elites, we can watch CNN, we can watch Fox News we can watch a uh, CNBC. They're all starting to turn into China Hawks. Like I'm watching this happen. Like the narrative is spinning and like the whole world is now looking at China. And I feel like this is a new buildup for another cold war. Right. You can see this as far as like, Hey, they were throwing babies out of incubators. You know what I mean? And like the the news would focus on that. And it, demonize Saddam Hussein before we went and took him out. We had to turn him into an enemy and the great evil and this horrible threat and all this crazy bullshit. And so like basically what I've heard and I've heard this from a few different sources now, uh talking about how yes, the Uyghur camps are real. Yes, there are Uyghur Muslims in camps. Are there mass rapes? No. Are there like organ harvesting? No. Are there like like the worst atrocities that I that I've heard, they're like, there's actually no evidence for any of that. It almost just reeks of babies and in incubators. Like we like we take something that's real, like maybe there are like there's definitely some like slave labor camps. There are like, and like I'm not supporting China in any way, shape, or form. Like they're fucking assholes, right? And authoritarian dicks. But that this is like being used to build up the new cold war because we need this enemy. Like, cause who the fuck is, who could be our enemy? Like nobody takes Russia seriously. Cause they are fucking sad little weirdos in the North. And then like the middle East has basically been decimated. What, what do you have left? And so like, we need a reason for the military industrial complex and we need a reason for like giant buildup. We need a reason to like put, giant guns and lasers on fucking satellites and build up our new space force. Like, and all of this is anyways, that's exactly what I thought. The second I watched that, I watched, uh, what's his name? And I was like, yep, this is war propaganda.
1: Well, what I thought was like, I couldn't figure out like why John Stewart was on the show, which was odd. And then he goes on this riff and that's like, basically the whole thing was him explaining this narrative to people who would be against this if, if anyone else exactly said. now if John Stewart screwed this up and people booed him or whatever then it wouldn't really matter to Jon Stewart because he's out of the game and he's he's fucking skilled as fuck about selling a narrative so they basically presented him to change this narrative that was happening in real time Obviously, yes. the networks knew about it. They were trying to make it edgy, but you can tell. And like, the did you see form, Stephen
0: Colbert's like reaction? His fake like shock, like oh, and shit. You know what I mean? Like when he said well, it. Like not it was only that, but Fuck. he leads
1: him into <laughs> certain jokes. And that would have yeah. been like if they did this 10, 15 years ago when they were working together. I'd be like, okay, maybe they could riff off each other. But they're not. They're not riffing off each other at this point. They're not. Um, Stephen Colbert is not he's not a like he's pretty wooden in delivery like he's not a very like smooth person Like he's he never was Jon Stewart probably a little bit better but he's not like he does stand up and he did the daily show so he's not like he's not doing like improv with people so the idea that they could riff and sell this narrative so good like it was definitely scripted so I I was trying to figure out like well what is this about because it does seem to be like well a number one like this is obvious like as soon as you found out there was a viral lab in wuhan you had to be at least a little suspicious like like wait a minute wait a minute like there's a lab that just works on viruses and a place that that's very like suspicious
0: yeah no and a hundred percent man but you just weren't allowed to say it because Donald Trump was saying it, so Still- in that way, Donald Trump was saying it, and he got his whole base on board. You know what I mean? The right wing has been, oh dear, it's the goddamn China, it's the Wuhan flu, kung fu flu. You know what I mean? And the, they've been saying it forever, and they're already like prone to be China hawks. Well, how are you going to get the left on board now? Because you're going to need a unified front.
1: Well, see, that's the weird part for me. It's like why, like. Why, like, if they wanted to go to war with China, why weren't they like pumping this a year ago? So, like, and it oh, I definitely feel like there's probably some war. Like, like I'm afraid of going to war. I don't want to go to war with China. That seems like a terrible idea.
0: No, I think that we would lose very badly too. I mean, they've 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 done like the war games, dude, and I'm pretty sure like. Every single scenario that they put us through, we lost and lost bad.
1: Well, okay, Uh, here's another situation. Do you think that the Warhawks want us to go to war with China? Do you think that they want us to win?
0: Well, here's the thing. Okay, so there's two things. One, I'm not 100% sure they want us in a hot war, anyways. Like, I think that there's a buildup for a cold war like we had with Russia. Right. So like we would, they're the boogeyman. We equally like show all the time. Like we have to walk around, like we hate each other and we have to be fighting. And so, and then we have them as our enemy to point at as the bad guy, because like, I could tell you about that classic, uh, who was, the, anyways, that, that classic line, whoever the American like uh, ambassador was saying to whoever the last, uh, USSR prime minister or whatever the fuck he was, him saying like, uh, he's like, what do you do when the devil dies? Like he was saying like to America, he goes, cause he was trying to tell him like the USSR is about to fall. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like we're like, we're done here. And I don't know how you're going to keep this going. Because you remember after the cold war ended, like there was a lot of people that wanted to see the CIA dismantled. They wanted to see the military like, like way fucking taken apart. You know, they were like, we don't need to do this anymore. But anyway, so that, that's, one, that's one possibility that this is just about a Cold War. But what you said also is, could very much be the case because I had heard, uh, this was like 10 years ago, I had heard like people whispering and saying things like, look, America's time in the sun is just about over. Uh, the people that really know what's going on China is going to be the new world superpower. Just watch. He goes, uh, goes, all this money is going to start going towards them. You're going to see like, uh, anyways, long story short, I think the people that are like really in charge of the world or like the big power players or what you could call globalists or whatever the fuck you want to call them, they don't really care who's in charge. They just want to be in, you know what I mean? Because they can, they can still float on top no matter who's in charge. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're so, very nimble. yeah. And so I don't think they give a fuck if America crashes and burns. And then we can go back to, uh, because I think we talked about that on here too, that, that military war, uh, that, that like uh, that war magazine, whatever that said that America was going to deplete uh, its population by 85% by 2025. You remember that? We talked about that. Like yeah. the, the United States is going to be, yeah, we're going to have, like, 15% of our population left here. And that was going to be due to, like, a grip of reasons. But one was going to be just, like, political and economic collapse. And, like, people are just going to, like, get the fuck out of here. But then probably it's going to be a lot of people that took the vaccine. I don't know. (laughs) I mean,
1: it's – I – I mean, I – I feel like that's kind of like a little bit, I can't quite go that far because I just feel like no one could predict what would happen if we reduced our population that much. Like, I don't think you can make these types of plans that like that long term where you're like, well, what would this happen if you had like 85% of the population die off or move? Like, that's just like, no one knows. Like, that's just, well, dude,
0: I think, uh, sincerely, if, and I'm going to say if, because I'm not saying that any of this is true. Like, I don't know that. <laughs> but I'm going to say if, big if true, right? But if true, they've got to have, like, some scenarios already planned out, right? They they have to be game planning it because they do game plan this shit. Oh, yeah. They game plan this shit, like, fucking crazy. They have to have, like, a million things going on and, and then the other thing that i was going to say is and uh, now i forgot it's okay you go for it for a minute
1: <laughs> well yeah i think they definitely game plan for a lot of that i don't think that like i think that like if you were say, like oh what there's a 10 percent increase or decrease in population they could have a pretty good idea i feel like as the numbers get more and higher then it's um harder to tell exactly like what would actually happen but I think that there is something about, like, just trying to create a Cold War situation. It funds the CIA. It funds our military. We get to basically just produce a bunch of stuff. Um, Hey, we, we need an FBI to, you know, keep track of domestic terrorists, right? Like, that's what we're trying to do with... Um, white supremacy now or something like that we're trying to turn that into a boogeyman just like just like we tried to turn terrorists into a boogeyman 20 years ago just like we were trying to turn like drug dealers into a terrorist like 40 years ago like we just need this boogeyman of
0: just like, how we're turning libertarians into terrorists today <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah clearly clearly we're the terrorists
0: the ones that be? just want to be left alone we just want to smoke weed shoot guns and be left alone That's all we want.
1: Leave us the fuck alone. Just left alone. That's it. Like, yeah, so clearly we're the terrorists. We want to, like... But in some ways, like, we are the greatest threat because we're saying, like, your government is illegitimate. It doesn't... You don't need to... You should not... Your
0: authority is fake. Yeah. You're a liar. You're a violent psychopath. We want nothing to do with you. We want to walk away. We do not acknowledge your authority. You have no authority over us besides you pointing a gun. We yeah. will not comply. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> That's what we're saying. And so they don't like it, clearly. <laughs> they want us to lick their fucking boots and wave their flag. And I want to say, suck my dick and eat my ass.
1: Well yeah, the difference of opinion, and you're the terrorist, and you should be, like, you know. Uh,
0: American jihad. <laughs> well,
1: this is the funny part, like, just going back to the FBI thing, of, like, how much bullshit, like, how many fucking times are they just wiling people up, taking people who are just, for whatever reason, just pissed off about something, and going, well, it's this guy's fault right there. And they concoct some elaborate plant-like like, I don't know what it would even, like, imagine plotting to kill, kidnap with governor. Like, just, like, all the logistics of that. Like, I, I couldn't do that.
0: And back to what you said, you're like, okay, now we got her. Now what? Yeah, exactly. What's the <laughs> plan? Well, well I the, guess yeah. we got to feed her. Do you like Arby's or do you like McDonald's? I, I mean, so we'll <laughs> you know, like, them. what are you going to do? I, I've, I've got a bucket for you to shit in the back with, okay? Just shut up and be good. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do?
1: <laughs> and I am sure, like, 99% of antifers have basically been organized by the feds as well.
0: Oh, like... 100 fucking percent of them. <laughs> <laughs> they at least have, their, I, 100% of them are infiltrated, first of all. Second of all, most of them most of them, their leadership is definitely FBI.
1: Oh yeah, like they're just recruiting like crazy street people at this point. Like that's that's what you notice when you see it. It's just like, oh, like you're just like a bunch of mess heads who decided to like show up for racial justice or whatever. Like you don't care about this stuff.
0: No, you just want to throw rocks and yell.
1: But they're feeding you, and you like that.
0: Yeah. And you want to scream and hit someone with a brick and act like you are part of a cause. And now you're part of a family. You're part of a team. You know what? You're a warrior. You're a soldier I don't for even justice. The,
1: I don't even think the people on the ground who are doing the violence give a shit about like, I think that they don't even give a shit about that. Like, and I think they'll some
0: of them. I, I've got some friends that are in uh, what they would call book club. They, they don't use that word. They're like, yeah, you know, whatever they want to fucking say. Like, I'm part of this. Uh, they're like, I'm part of this. I think like I'm in the I'm in this country club or <laughs> they'll just like come up with like whatever. But so I've got some country club folks that um, they are true believers. And so you're always going to get the true believers. And those sometimes maybe are the scariest people because they've drunk the fucking Kool-Aid
1: well and to be fair like we do a really good job of indoctrinating kids in our school system so it's um i get it like if you if you're raised here especially here in the northwest where you do not get exposed to any other potential perspective of why things are the way they are like you're just so i like it's so cult-like like, it's hard to even imagine if you're from another area to, like, how ideological pure this area is.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild, dude. Like, I was talking to a couple folks. I was on a different podcast earlier today. Uh, really nice guys. I, I'll give them a shout-out. The Catholic Libertarian, his name is Caleb Brown, and he had me and my buddy Craig on from the Bad Roman and we were, we were on a little Christian anarchist podcast, uh, but like talking to them, they made some joke about like, uh, wouldn't it be weird if somebody asked you if you had gotten your shot? And I was like, I've been asked several times. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, like we live in a fucking different world. Cause like one of them, I think, I think Craig's in Kentucky or Tennessee or some shit. And then the other guy's on the East coast, but like, I don't know. I don't think he's like in New York or anything like that. Like, uh, like we live, I I don't know where the fuck he's from, but anyways, we live in a fucking hardcore. Like, I don't want to say a communist bubble, but kind of. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm saying I'm saying
0: communist bubble. <laughs> yeah, that's an apt word. We were called what? What the fuck was? What were we called under Donald Trump? We were under anarchist occupation in Portland or some shit. <laughs> Do you remember that we were an anarchist? Uh, yeah, I don't remember what that was, but I was like, I wish it was that cool. I wish Portland was actually owned by anarchists.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the opposite. Um, yeah, I was asked yesterday, not yesterday, the day before, but I was trying to get a beer and I just wanted to taste it. And they asked me if I was vaccinated. I was just like, I was just taken back. I didn't even know what to say. <laughs>
0: I, like, were you at a bar and you were asking for a sample? Or were you asking to taste someone else's beer?
1: No, no. I was I was at a restaurant trying to get, like, a sandwich and I just wanted a sample. So and I, Yeah. And it, it would have been fine if they asked me to sip it outside or something. Like, I would have played that stupid game. But just to be like... What I should have done is I should have asked them if they had herpes. But If they I had what? Think of that oh, herpes? Oh, what? <laughs> syphilis. Yeah. A, you know... Like, okay, now that we're dispensing medical information. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's but, fucked up. So what did you say to him?
1: Oh, I laughed. Oh, you I just laughed? Well, no, no. Like, basically, like, I asked him if I could just have a, sim- a sample outside. And they were, like, kind of begrudgingly said yes. And I went outside to sample it. And I just thought about it for a second. I'm like, why am I, like, I don't want your food.
0: Yeah, why would I give you money? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, well, no. Like- that, I mean, I would I would have been like, yes, I've had one of every kind. I've tried the Moderna, I've tried the you know what I mean? I've even had the AstraZeneca, spicy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I'd have fun with it and fuck with them, but uh,
1: Yeah, I wasn't expecting it though. So it's just like it's hard like to think about that stuff. Like it was just jarring. But then it worked out, man. I went to this like little um, Mediterranean um, falafel place. I got a falafel. The guy was just like no mask. The guy's just cooking food, naked face. It was awesome. We had a conversation.
0: Well, hey, why don't you shout out that restaurant and we can just say fuck them? <laughs> Who yeah. was it?
1: Um, the good restaurant?
0: No, Yeah, the good restaurant and the bad restaurant.
1: Um, I'll say the good restaurant was Gates of Ishtar, man grateful awful i won't even say the bad i don't even want to give them fuck them
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> that's fair enough some uh,
1: overpriced hipster place but
0: yeah it's taste of ishtar gate gate of ishtar okay yeah. cool man yeah i mean we gotta shout out the good places
1: no definitely i think that that's how we stay through the all of this
0: friendly people that yeah dude i've been seeing more and more and more people like i went to costco and uh like my checker didn't have a mask on now i know what that means i know what that means obviously they're fucking vaccinated they're not just letting people not have masks on but yeah that's interesting huh it's going to start being like – I was joking around with them. It's going to start being like a conservative or Trumpy thing to start wearing a mask just a virtue signal that you're not vaccinated.
1: I hope not. I'm, st- I'm <laughs> done with the whole like – at least I want to have a conversation before I know someone's politics.
0: Well, at some point you're going to see like – you remember how it used to be if you were like in a sea of people and you saw another unmasked person, you'd be like, oh, friend – friend? You know, it's going to be the opposite now, because, like, I'm pretty sure when they're rolling out this Vax passport, we're going to be the assholes that have to have masks on 24 hours a day and or we can't leave our house and it's going to turn all fucking stupid. And now we're going to see another asshole with a mask. Yeah, and we're going to see another asshole with a mask on. We're like, friend?
1: (laughs) We're not going to have windows. They don't want us to have, like, any kind of act. They're going to have to board up our windows.
0: Well, fuck them. I'm going to have tinfoil on them anyway, so they can't 5G my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, uh, I,
1: I've been thinking about going back to a dumb phone and trying to figure out like how that would actually work because just being proactive with it.
0: Dude, I, you're they, smart. I make too much money with my phone. Uh, I, I have like side hustles that I do, and I don't know how I do it without my phone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's...
0: I'm busy making, like, anti-Rona propaganda with my phone all the time.
1: Is there a way (laughs) that you could have a line that was not connected to you in any way? Like, could you have a burner? um, A burner that you could
0: do all that stuff? Um, Yeah, yeah, like a
1: burner smartphone. I
0: I couldn't, because I manage and like do all these like because I, I manage several people's social media accounts and stuff like and i manage my own social media accounts and so and i like manage anyways i do a, i do a lot of fucking dumb shit with social media so no matter what if i have this burner i'm gonna have to sign into my social media so it has to be attached to me in some way but like okay. we have to talk about when uh we have to talk about, especially when cash isn't going to be a thing anymore, because cash is not going to be a thing anymore. It's going to happen. By July, this shit's happening, dude. Uh, we're going to have the i nine eleven by July. That's what's going to happen. Uh, but we, we should start talking about like when they start turning off our SIM cards, when they start turning off our internet because we won't get the fucking vaccine. That's what they're doing in Pakistan right now. Did you hear about that?
1: No, that's fucking, that's pretty horrifying.
0: If you live in Pakistan and you do not have the vaccine, you cannot access the internet.
1: Because you're afraid you're going to spread, spread like that through social media, I guess?
0: I, I don't know. Maybe you're contagious. You're going to give somebody the Rona on Facebook. <laughs> I oh don't know what their excuse is. God. They're just strong. They're just strong arming people. They're like, fuck you. You can't get on the internet. You're fucked unless you get the vaccine, then you're fine. Then we'll welcome you back into the fold. Then you're one of us. One of us. One of us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. One of us. That power is the most addictive fucking thing in the world. Like you are just witnessing right now. People just, just acting like junkies.
0: Well, dude, exactly what we said about the net. They're like, get in the fucking net. If you don't, (laughs) you know what i'm saying to get your vaccine get in the fucking net
1: i mean 10 15 years ago you could disagree with anyone people people generally weren't that radical in their political beliefs but you could be radical as long as like you were doing it in a Laura Biden way or at least uh... But like
0: also people looked at you like you were the strange fucking asshole that you were. Like if you were really radical about something, let's say you're really radical about social justice or something, you were looked at as a fringe weirdo. And it was yeah. okay, you know what I mean? But like but now if you're trying to be normal and you're just trying to be like, dude, I work 9 to 5, I've got a kid, I'm just trying to buy some food, just trying... You know, I'm just trying to live... Like, you're a fucking US piece home. of shit. You're a fucking... Yeah, basically. And you're like... They, like, they want to radicalize you. You have to pick a side. Pick a side!
1: Well, also, people just assume that you weren't racist, that you really weren't... Like, you didn't hate women, that you weren't... like, Like, like there's just kind of this assumption... Until proven otherwise, that you weren't just this horrible person.
0: Well, dude. just
1: been something that we don't have anymore.
0: It was like, it was
1: proven the most obvious things. Like, how many times do you have to think rape is wrong?
0: (laughs) Every second of every day, you rapist. That's not enough. uh no it's like uh I, I forgot what i was gonna say it's all good uh but it's just it's wild to me dude it's it's just it's it's compulsion dude and it's like they make you they want to radicalize you they want you to pick a side because then you well if you have picked a side then they can control what your side says and what your side thinks you know, it's more of a of a control mechanism, because if you've chosen the side of social justice and critical race theory, and I'm a socialist and I'm a warrior for whatever, for <laughs> then all they have to do is then change the script like they do every ten minutes, and then you are, you're your bot sold and paid for. You would never dare question your side, because if you do, then you're fucking dog meat.
1: Well, that was the John Stewart thing where he was saying this thing and getting an applause for it. And he was doing it in a really humorous way.
0: But... He was, but that was the change of the script.
1: Yeah. like
0: That's okay, what it was. Gonna... It was a script change. And they have to do that. They had to do that on live television. They had to do it on this big open platform to change the narrative. Because for the longest time, if you said this was a lab leak theory, that was because you were Fucking racist against Asian people. Yeah, right. And so they had to change the narrative. So you had to have John Stewart. He has cachet. He has trust. He is. Uh, he's been there. You know him. You know his face. You know his name. You know his voice. You know his cadence. You know his beliefs. That's John Stewart. And he's How on Steve Stephen really Colbert.
1: Back for that performance.
0: A lot. He got a lot. A lot, <laughs> because he's good yeah. and he sold it. He was fantastic, and he even made us laugh because he was funny. But I saw I, you and I have the fucking sunglasses, and we saw right fucking through it. We're like, well, this is some I, I, bullshit.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is what people have been saying. Like, how many people got their lives ri- not I don't want to say like, their lives ruined, but like, how many people lost their jobs or fired? Like, for saying
0: that, for saying exactly what he said just before it was acceptable to talk about,
1: which was exactly what he said it.
0: Yeah, it was it, it was unacceptable to say it until the second he said it.
1: As he was saying it, it just became acceptable.
0: And then it was the narrative. And then, of course, of course, we've always known that. You know what? I, th- yeah, of course. I mean. We've always kind of thought that, but like, we, you know, it just wasn't, you just didn't talk about that because, you know, Donald Trump said, it, and it was probably racist to say that, so.
1: Oh, that's but John
0: favorite. Stewart said on Stephen Colbert last night, did you see Stephen Colbert last night?
1: My favorite, how oh, was I? Guess? Oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought.
0: <laughs> sorry, I was drinking whiskey. Um. So I'm going to go back to people getting vaccinated real quick. Sure. The lady that I was listening to, that doctor was saying that she knows, and she's been talking to uppity ups or whatever. And I see there's no way for me to ever confirm any of this shit. So I can't tell you that this is true. I don't even know the lady's name. If you gave me a second, I could look her up real fast. And then I could give you a name, but this lady, uh, she was just on what's the name uh Greg Carlwood show you know who i'm talking about uh Greg Carlwood's the fucking man dude uh, the higher side chats
1: okay no, the- i don't
0: know who- oh dude you're missing out it- his show's fucking phenomenal it's maybe the greatest anyways this doctor lady um was talking about that she specifically has some insider knowledge that 20% of the vaccines that they're giving out are placebo are just sailing really that's what she said and she says that she knows that and that doctors have told her that and that and that producers know that and that the that they've anyways but then my wife made the really funny um observation that she was like how many people let's say that it's real right How many of these people that are just bought, sold, and paid for into this mindset, too, that, like, now they're walking around without a mask on, they're outside, they're interacting with people, they're not social distance anymore, you know, and they got the fucking, they got the saline. You know, if they knew that, let's say it's as bad as they say it is. Isn't that a travesty? Isn't that evil? Because I mean, you're because the people that are making it, the people that are like giving it, the people, the doctors that are giving this out are telling them that they need this, right? That this is going to save them, that this gives them 90% protection, but what are they fucking doing? They're giving this person saline. Now, is that immoral? Is that unethical? Like, if you know, if you know that this, this virus is going to fucking kill you, then if, is it unethical to give people saline? And well, then you know think... they're not going to take off their mask and now they're going to go interact with people? Now they're going to go to Costco and, like, dance or something? I, You know, I don't know.
1: Well, I don't think that the doctors themselves would know that, because I'm sure, like, I'm sure every single file of vaccine is labeled with a number and it's accounted for. And that It is, yes. The, that number goes with the person. So people know exactly what they have in a system. I'm sure this will all be tracked. Well, sure, like, yeah,
0: what like, she said specifically I, was she thought a bunch of, sorry, what were we saying?
1: Oh, like I'm sure that like they're tracking I, I'm sure there's like there's many many different vaccines. Like I'd be surprised if they're all the same.
0: Yeah, well I mean, think about this, too. And I she brought this up, too. But think about this, too. Like, uh, when this first rolled out, there were people that, like, you had to have an EpiPen ready. Because people were fucking reacting to it and dying on the spot and or having anaphylaxis, anaphylaxis and having to get an EpiPen and or, you know, like, medical in, like interference right then and there, right? They needed but now they have it at walgreens now they have it at the bar now they have it at the pot shop now they have it at the strip club is it the same thing like (laughs) like what what's going on is this the same shit because now they have it at cracker jacks they have it cracker barrels you want mac and cheese get your shot stupid you want your free donut get your shot like now they're having it like down at the corner I was at Costco. I I was trying to walk into Costco, and there was a guy standing there. Do you want your COVID vaccine? We've got them here. No, I don't. Go fuck yourself.
1: Well, look, that's a really interesting thing, because I think that there should be a way of purchasing a vaccine at random just to have so you could basically take it to a lab and test it.
0: (laughs) You're like, yes, I'll take it. And then you're like, no, 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 don't put it in me. I'll just, I'll give it to myself later. Just put it in my bag.
1: <laughs> One guy did that. One guy, I, I, I want to say like a YouTube thing, but it's probably more BitChute or Odyssey or something. But um, yeah, they just showed him like just taking a vial of vaccine and just, I don't know what he did with it. but, But like, why can't you just buy a vial for whatever it would cost them, test it at your own, like, that's the only way we can really, like, at least know what's inside of it. Like, do, do you trust the medical industry at this level?
0: No, I don't. And uh, what was I going to say? That lady, she was saying, ah, I forgot. I lost it. But it's all good. Uh, <laughs> I don't trust him. Not at all. And, um, hmm. no, I thought I mean- it was. Go for it.
1: No, we're not like, and we're not talking like your doctor or you, like we're talking like some industry that you'll never like. You you don't know who designed this shit.
0: Well, I mean, it's also these companies have over and over and over and over again, except for Moderna because they've never had a medicine that has ever come up ever before. But every other one has like, has like the worst track record ever. Why on earth would we trust these companies? Johnson, They've been Johnson. caught hurting people and killing people and lying.
1: Yeah, Johnson Johnson has asbestos in the baby formula, baby powder,
0: mm-hmm. like, and gave a bunch of broads crotch cancer from putting asbestos on their no on their goods down there. They were giving people crotch cancer, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a baby like that's just tack powder. That's that's a very simple thing not to fuck up. Pfizer has yeah. a shitty
0: record. Moderna- I mean, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh,
1: sorry, sorry. Moderna will have a shitty record, I'm sure, after this. If, if this ever gets out, who knows?
0: Well, that's the whole thing. Like, I've heard people saying that, like, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, we're going to have the government apologizing to people about, like, Suggesting this, like, because, dude, I've also seen other videos. I watched a video last night. I posted it on our on our Twitter. We need more. Pit, we need more people. Anybody listening to this, come follow us on Twitter. I think we have like sixty eight people following us on Twitter right now. Uh, and we're posting fire, so come over. <laughs> but long story short, I watched the video. Uh, this lady, she works for the Australian government. She's a fucking doctor. She has, I can't I'm not even gonna try to do an Australian accent. I was going to, but I'm gonna butcher it. Anyway, she was she was trying to convince pregnant women that it's safe. It's safe to get a fucking vaccine for pregnant women. See, I sound British right now. I can't do it. Australian accent. But she was trying to tell pregnant women we need more pregnant women to get the vaccine. And it is safe. It's been proven safe. And there has been no, she said there has been no cases. Of of bad things happening to pregnant women, you're like, how about all the miscarriages? You fucking lying cunt, you lying fucking cunt, and you're watching the video like, uh, <laughs> Tony, are you on Twitter at all? No. Get sign up for goddamn Twitter so you can follow us and watch our videos. Oh, I'll I sign gotta up so, a I, I'll
1: sign up so we can follow.
0: Okay, just so and so I can send you the fucking videos, too. Because I yes. want you to watch the videos that I, that I find. But anyways, like, you watching her, and she's blinking a lot. And, like, you're watching her, you're, like, looking at her, you're like, this bitch is lying. This bitch is, like, so fucking lying. Like, you, you're just watching her, and you can tell that she doesn't believe what she's saying. And I'm like, oh. how much your soul worth? How much... Do you think, like, you are on here telling women from a place of authority, you're telling pregnant women, go get vaccinated? Really, bitch? Like, like, and if you know it's fucking not true, what is wrong with you, you piece of shit?
1: They're just acting. It's just an acting job. Like, I think they're just saying words and not. That- and you say the right words in the right order at the right cadence you get more power and it doesn't matter what those words do or the effect of those words like we try to use words to explain stuff or tell a story or that just use some words like how to use words
0: how do you sleep at night
1: they probably sleep really good for <laughs> oh, really bad. I, don't think this really
0: really bad. Bad. I yeah, hope I that they fucking stay up. I hope they roll around. I hope that they're fucking having bladder problems. I hope they develop fucking colon cancer because they can't shit right. I, <laughs> I hope these people, these pieces of shit, like, are upset. And I hope they have, like, <laughs> I want them to fucking die painfully for lying to people. For yeah, selling them bullshit. Like, okay, whatever you want to say about me and Tony, right here, right now, I might be telling you something that's not true, but I'm telling you the truth. What that means is I'm not lying to you. I'm not going to tell you that this is true when I don't know, and I'm not going to tell you something that I think is untrue. I, think I mean, that... unless I'm posing a question, right? Like, if we're, like, saying, hey, maybe possibility this. Yeah. But... I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not it fucking giving clear. you. It
1: should be clear exactly yeah. <laughs> where you are with, like, I. this is certain, this is maybe, this is hypothetical. Yeah. No, I think that that's the biggest thing. Is like, so i mean I was having this thought that we value people's intelligence in this culture. So, like, to be a doctor, you have to be so intelligent. But I think that what we do need is, like, a certain amount of cultural bravery, like that's just as important. Because it doesn't matter how intelligent you are, if you're just this coward, if you're just this coward who will just say anything that's handed to you. Then See, you're I, I'm of...
0: not even sure if we value intelligence as much as we value accreditation. We value no. your certificate. We value and like what that certificate is supposed to mean it's supposed to be a step in for intelligent but at any time they can tell you well this person isn't saying the right thing
1: i mean here's the thing like you're intelligent enough to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever like you would have to learn that skill but you're intelligent enough to learn it now not everyone is but most people are now most people what you're not is like you don't have infinite amount of time. So you can't be a doctor like, you know, there's only so much that you could do because these things do take years to master. But like, and I think that you do need that basic, like, are you intelligent enough to do this? And are you willing to put the work into do that? But I think you also need a certain amount of bravery within yourself, a certain amount of authenticity. We have to, I don't know how we like codify that into our culture, but it seems like we have all these people who are intelligent enough to do this. Like, Like, the thing is, like, there's no super smart people, like, who are just, like, 10 times as smart. You know, there might be people a little bit smarter than you and whatnot, but, like, not much. I mean, they might use their brains in better ways. But, like, that's not the real, like, they have access to stuff. Like, if you had the access to, like, a thousand unpaid interns that were all doing this, like, menial work for you you could get a lot of work done that you wouldn't be able to do now. Like look at Elon Musk, like he's doing all this crazy stuff, but he has a lot of people behind the scenes doing stuff for him. Like, I don't have that. Yeah. So I'll think, but like, we need to have like some kind of like, like, okay. Like you're a doctor, you get like this social cachet, but you also like, you can't just be like smart. You also have to be like honest. Like if you're not honest, then it's like, well, you know, you're no good. I don't care how smart you are.
0: Well, how do you measure that? Because there are several people that think Dr. Fauci is honest as the day is long. He will sit there and he'll tell you, if you attack me, you're attacking science.
1: Well, that's a, th- a sign that you should you're not honest, right? Like <laughs> if you attack me, you're attacking me. You're not attacking anything beyond me. I don't st- like, you know, you're not attacking like the libertarian movement. You're attacking me. Like I can't be like you're attacking like no. So it's like and it's like the idea like this guy is synonymous with science, like like he's he's the god emperor, right? Like the idea like well God is up in the sky somewhere and you can't possibly ascertain him and I'm the closest manifestation that we can that you stupid mortals can see. Like that is a very dangerous, like Thing to believe, and I think that he probably does believe that at some level. Like he probably has a very swollen head at this point, because like, like, I, okay, like I wonder whether or not like he's like, did he start off this way, or did we just give him so much blind obedience that he just became this like cult leader because we needed a cult leader, like we,
0: like, well, that goes but, back to Edward Bernays too, right? He was he was the guy. He had the title, he was the head of this, and he was the head of that, and he got up there, and he had the, you know, he had the credentials, and his name was Dr. Fauci, and he got on television, and he was standing next to the president, he was standing next to the heads of whatever, and he was sitting there and talking, and so there is a cachet to that, and people believed him.
1: Yeah. Talk about the left being a cult without a leader, like they talk about I've heard it mentioned many times, I'm, I'm assuming you have two at some level where characteristics of a cult, they just don't have a consistent leader. And it's like, did he just like did he just fall accidentally into that role? Or did he manage was he just always this egotistical I mean he had to have some ego to begin with to get his position? But did he just like, go off the rails with power in the last year or so because of all the adoration that people have been giving him?
0: I think I think a lot of it was it was his time to shine. Yeah, I think that he got he was there. He was the person put in place. He lied about the nineties. He in the eighties and nineties he lied for the right people. He took the brunt of. Uh, And he lied, man. And he lied about AZT and lots of people died, but he sat there and he towed the line and he said what he was supposed to say. And he played all the right, you know, all the right cards and he sucked all the right dicks. And so he was the, he was like the establishments guy. That was Dr. Fauci. And there was a reason why he was the highest paid government employee in the united states and then this was his time to shine this was their payback like he took the brunt of it man like there were lots of people that were saying like you're a fucking murderer dr fauci you killed my best friend dr fauci that's me saying that to him you killed my best friend my fucking almost father you killed him you piece of shit dr fauci go fuck yourself But he played ball, and he did what he was supposed to do. And so then he was the guy, and he got this opportunity, and this was his time to shine. And I think that he took this moment that – and, I mean, you better enjoy your 15 minutes of fame because now it's over. Now it's open season to talk shit and to attack him. Yeah. And they've all had – yeah, he's going under, dude, and it's the same thing with Anthony Cuomo. Do you remember people were calling themselves Cuomo sexuals? I can fucking find you a video right now of these like men that, men and women that were saying like, "Oh, Anthony Fauci, I'd fuck him," or like, "Oh, Anthony Fauci, he's our savior." Oh, I'm a Cuomo sexual God. and like all kinds of crazy, <laughs> all like cringy, disgusting, horrible shit. And I'm
1: sorry, I'm sorry that
0: it's, just, it's just awful, it's terrible uh, But Man It's These people, they play their role And they get their little 15 minutes of fame And now even Bill Gates is getting attacked And thrown under the bus And Dude, I, I've even heard left People on the left attacking Bill Gates Now Just openly attacking Bill Gates that was not okay to do. Like, and I've, it's only been like the last two weeks, three weeks that you can do that now, where you could not do that before. It, it was not much, okay.
1: Yeah, it feels like the left politically is a lot of just it's like the political version of borderline personality. We either love you unconditionally, you're the greatest person ever. fuck you, you're the devil. There's nothing in between. There's no like...
0: I mean, it very much reminds me of like that classic photo that I showed my wife of Joseph Stalin (laughs) while he's sitting there and he's got his three friends with him. And then one of them falls out of political favor, and so they Photoshop one of them out, and then it's Joseph Stalin with two of his friends, then with one of his friends... And then without anyone, you know, that it's just him standing, you know, I've and you're like,
1: that... yeah. what I've were you saying? Washington Post is starting to do that now. I haven't checked into it myself, but I've heard they've started to rewrite articles. So like,
0: dude, they're. Yeah. I mean, even archive.org, they're starting to put like fact checks and shit on stuff.
1: Real And are that's they, like real fact checks are like
0: real fact checks. Yeah. No, I mean not ones that you and I would like. <laughs> they're putting they, like
1: factuals. So, like are they like
0: No. They're putting they're putting leftist spewage garbage mainstream media dog shit on
1: Who the fuck is like like I mean so this goes back to the whole like authenticity honesty thing. Who is just spending their days writing lies on the internet? Like if you're doing that, like if you're doing some bullshit fact, the
0: FBI, the CIA.
1: Yeah. Like (laughs) what does that do to your soul? When you're looking to, to do that work, you need to know that it's a lie. Like if you're reading that.
0: Let's talk about what do you think a sociopath is? Is do, okay. Let's think about somebody that only thinks about themselves, does not care about lying, only cares about their needs and doesn't, even look at other people like they exist their thoughts their feelings none of it matters if you hurt somebody's if you hurt somebody's fucking feelings if you like really hurt someone you're just like what I don't even care it, they ain't feel bad oh alright whatever like are they a person are you do you have a soul like you just said like what does that do to somebody's soul do they have a soul what is a sociopath do they have a soul Okay. I
1: don't know. <laughs> so even if you are a sociopath, like even if you don't have a soul, you still can be an honest person. Like there is nothing that you can do. Like lie will just nothing devalues you more than when you get caught up in some bullshit lie. And now, granted, if you get caught up in something, it's small, and like you come, and you fess up, or you you can recover from that. But like it's so like just like the smallest things, like like. You don't like you. You don't want your kids to lie. You don't care what they do, but like you want them to be honest with what they do because like that just devalues them as a person. Like there's just no way around it. As soon as someone tells you a lie, you're like, well, I'm not. I don't have to listen to you anymore. Like you're not a like. I can't. I can't trust you, right? Like if you say something, I have to be able to go like, oh, like that's you're dependable and or at least you're consistent, right? Like, like I got to have some way of communicating with you. That just cuts you off. Like, I have no way, if you lie to me, I have no way of communicating. It's not, it's not like something that I want. It's just something like that is. Yeah. Like, you've chosen to hide from me, and therefore I have to accept the fact that I don't get to, like, have any kind of questions. So, like, even if you are a complete sociopath who cares about nothing but yourself, you should still be fucking honest because like, that's going to get you way more and like, well, maybe those
0: are the smart sociopaths. They, I mean, and I think that there are smart sociopaths that like see that, like they can manipulate you better if, you know, they can and put on a personality and put on a fake character that cares. And I mean, even what's her name, Hillary Clinton, like, opened up her charity to, like, Haiti when there was that fucking terrible tsunami or whatever and the hurricane, and then, I mean, she embezzled all the money and didn't build any houses and paid for her daughter's wedding using millions of taxpayer dollars. But she pretended for a minute to care.
1: Yeah, but it's like... (laughs) Like, no one believes her. Like, she, she has a, like she has a lot of power. And she can do stuff. Couldn't, like, if she was just, like, kind of like her, whatever, she found herself in a situation where she's driving home or car broke down or something, and people knew that she was Hillary Clinton, and even though she had all of this fame, no one would give a shit. No one would help her out. Like, no one would just be like, oh, sure, let me, like, and she'll never be in that situation, I guess, because she's managed to play that game incredibly well. But just the idea that, like, you're, like, especially especially if you're famous, like, because then the whole world knows that you're not to be trusted. That's so much worse.
0: I don't know if they care.
1: Well, I do have a little bit of hope that just with the internet, that it, it, it allows people to be empowered in a way that we weren't allowed to before. And you can kind of think you can't really tell for who's honest and who's not, but you tell, like, consistent. And if someone has thousands of hours of content and they feel like they're pretty consistent, then it's like, you know, like I'm going to trust that person as much as I can trust anyone that I've never met before.
0: Yeah. And I definitely have a few people that I trust to like, maybe I don't believe everything they believe, <laughs> But I believe they believe what they're saying, yeah. And that and that's some social cachet, man. That's that's you know what I mean. That's valuable. So I know that this person is at least coming from a place uh, that of you know of their truth. I guess I know that sounds like some hippie woo woo bullshit, uh, but you know what I'm saying that that they're at least being honest with themselves and coming from a good place.
1: Yeah, and if you don't have that, like. Like that's why people don't watch the news after a while. Like, why would you? You're like, well, this might be true, it might not be true, but it's like whether it's being reported on how it's true or not. Yeah, it's it's throwing a fucking
0: So I hate to throw the black pill again, but I just feel like most people are too stupid to even pay attention. Like I just think that they believe Fox News. They just believe CNN. Like, and I know that, dude, they get caught lying all the fucking time. But, like, I I can still point to my dumb friends that are just like, yeah, but it was on CNN last night. And the fat little piggy said it on (laughs) Brian Stelter said it on reliable sources. And he's honest. And you're like, oh, dude. Oh. I'm gonna barf over here, but
1: it's like those shows are, like, it's almost like an honesty repellent. Like, you you can't, like, like, number one, you can't even be honest within that format because it's so short. So you can't even, like, it doesn't make sense what they're doing anymore. Like, like, and I, and I don't think, like, I, I, I kind of had, it's going to be difficult, like, in the internet age where... You can have conversations with people. Anyone can have conversations with people. You can interview people from around the world, from your bedroom, and you're like, why does CNN have any kind of credibility? Like, do they earn anything? Have they, have they lied before? Yes. Have they changed anything to make it so they can't lie in the future? Like, like have they have they done anything to orientate themselves towards any kind of truth no like I don't think it can consistent like I do think a lot of people are buying into them now because they got a certain amount of legacy but I think they are dying
0: I they're mean, definitely many- dying uh, but I think the thing you do you know the thing that actually saved them was probably Donald Trump being being the president that's what saved them because they politicized so hard and yes like to normal people them choosing a side so hard like I, honestly like for normal people that aren't like a democrat or a republican that are just kind of like single issue voters or sort of like you know what what do they call us independence or whatever terrorists they, terrorists now yeah but like they saw us the, us we saw them going so hard and holding a president to some sort of standard where like they were just like they were just doing like rhetoric shows they were like he said this but he really meant this and you know you know what i mean they were like trying to hold him down on every single fucking bizarre thing he said and then they were taking it and making him like donald trump wasn't half as cool as they were trying to make him sound (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? It was yeah. fucking bizarre. I was like, yeah. he's just an old boomer.
1: I think for them to hold any kind of audience, they have to traumatize their audience. Anyone who's watching those shows, they're being abused by them. Because if you like if you just kind of watch it like for like news value or enter, like it doesn't work. But the people who are either traumatized by Trump who was Great at playing that villain part, like he, like he was able to keep the networks alive, and now we got the Rona. So people are traumatized by that. They think that they're living through like you know the Spanish flu plus smallpox plus I don't know fucking chickenpox plus fucking AIDS. I don't know. Like, did traumatized by that, like. And once you get people out of that trauma, it's just like I'm not gonna watch the fucking like I don't feel more informed. It's not entertaining. I don't like these people. They don't seem like likable or honest or like they don't even seem like people. They don't. They don't have personality. They're not allowed to talk like normal people. Like I don't have conversations where like you talk for ten seconds and I talk for ten seconds and we cut to a pharmaceutical ad. That's not normal.
0: No. <laughs> Brought to you by Raytheon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: <laughs> like, why are you brought to me by Raytheon? Can I go shop at Raytheon? Oh, no? Then why the fuck are they advertising? Yeah, yeah. Why, no, is, <laughs> why is Boeing advertising?
1: Yeah, I might want to buy a plane.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could buy a plane, right? I mean, that's... Can I buy one of those sweet bombers? No. Oh, why the fuck are they talking to me right now? Oh, is it nope. just so that they are the exclusive advertise, like the majority advertisement for this shithole network? And so that if you ever don't toe the line, they can pull the advertising and hold that over your fucking head? Is that exactly what it is? Oh.
1: Well, okay, here's how stupid they are, though. They would be so much better off if they didn't actually have commercials. If they just paid them money, like if the pharmaceutical companies, Raytheon, whatever, just gave them money and just said, like, okay, these are the stories we want. This is how we want them. We're not going to do commercials because that's obvious. It it takes people out of the trauma. You can actually think a little bit in a commercial because you know you're getting a commercial. When you're watching fucking Brian Seltzer or, or whatever... It seems real. Like it's just like people believe that as the news when they're in this like trauma head state.
0: I don't know, like- man. Like you're trying to tell me that Raytheon didn't <laughs> like I'm trying to think of this advertisement that Raytheon put out. This was real. This was fucking real. This <laughs> there was a transgender person working for Raytheon that was like telling him they are so inclusive, and I feel like I'm genuinely me when I work for Raytheon and all this crazy shit. I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like, because I, I turned into a meme, I and uh, I because I sent it over to the media monarchy guys. It was like because we we're like uh, pride flags and Black Lives Matter and trans shit. We were putting that on bombs. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Because it's like this was this was like a few months ago when it was more relevant and funny. But like, it's just funny, man. It was just like, go. Are you like? It's just so fucking ridiculous. Now listening to the FBI trying to go woke and the CIA trying to go woke. Like, you can go to the CIA's YouTube page right now and you can find that lady that says like, "I'm a single mother and I'm a Latina and I'm proud." And I also have an anxiety disorder. And this, that, and the other. But you know what? I'm genuinely me, and I work for the CIA. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, it's chaos. dude, it's intersectional serial killers. Like, is that what we're watching? They're like, woohoo! Single Latina mothers can fucking kill people, too. You're like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, hey, like, like, I don't think like I don't think that's how they do their recruiting. I don't think like it's not like oh yeah like
0: Do they think that's going to be helpful? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fucking dude. D- like is that going to help you? you? Like yeah. Yeah, I, you have a fucking crazy anxiety disorder and you're a single Latina mother and you're from wherever like that's great. I'm glad that you fucking worked your ass off. Uh could you work for in the private industry and actually do something of significance and value to society? Or are you gonna work for a bunch of fucking crazy spook serial killers? You fucking retard.
1: Well, they're not gonna hire her. Like you know what I mean? Like that's the thing. It's like they're not hire like like they're, they're still gonna just hire the sociopath, but um it's it's it, it's really good for like Well, people are really good at spreading ideas and media and kind of being, like, unpaid propaganda agents. So you cater to those people a little bit, you give them a little video, and then they talk about how the CIA is, like... like,
0: Okay, but what is that doing for them, dude? Because, like, actual leftists aren't gonna fucking change their mind about the CIA.
1: No, but they're kind of like, like, okay, like, a, like when you say like actual leftist, like you mean like a leftist, like who's like 50 years old or something. And they don't, they don't give
0: No, a I'm stop. talking about young folks too. There's like, I know some actual, per, like real fucking radical revolutionary leftists, but I guess you're right because like that is going to look good to the average idiot fucking liberal that still waves the American flag. Like I, I have family members. That are hard fucking. Co- I'm a liberal. I'm a leftist, and you're you're not a leftist, retard. You don't even know what a leftist is. They'll say that they're a leftist, and you're like, shut the fuck up, retard. And then I go to their house, and then like uh, I swear to fuck, at the outside of their house there was ten American flags. They had it on their fence, like a little stupid American flags. Then they had a big American flag, and then they had this and that. I was like, you look like a Trump supporter, and the I do not! I'm not a Trump supporter! I'm like, why do you have a Nazi flag outside your house? What do you mean, I don't have a Nazi flag? I was like, well, the American flag. They're like, oh! <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, anyways. But like, so I think <laughs> the stupid morons, the, the giant the giant mass of moronic people that think that they're on the left but don't realize that that being a neoliberal is on the right authoritarian scale of the fucking political compass. Well, they yeah, might, yeah, I, they I might be swayed by that fucking bullshit, I guess. Right. I think,
1: I think the left, right thing is more aesthetic to most, most people. So it's, um yeah. Like if you have a flag, then you're on, it depends on where you are. Like if you're in Portland, there's no way you're on the right if you have an American flag. But also, well these like, people I live
0: think... just outside of Portland, but they.
1: That's
0: but here's yeah. the thing, though. Yeah, you're right. It is different. But now these people that were progressives, they're we're progressive. Grab them by the pussy, like fucking like hardcore. We love Joe Biden, and right <laughs> those people. They can be, they can be patriotic again, and they are being patriotic again. This is our America, and they have American flags, dude. They're rocking them, and they they love this country. And well, they that's, Kamala Harris.
1: Well, that's just silly. I mean, like the it's public silly.
0: Office... <laughs> what are you saying, so, Tony?
1: Yeah. Um it's really hard because like, I think that like left, right, progress, like these things are not well defined culturally. Like some people have really different opinions on what these words mean. So I don't like progressive is a little bit more like defined. Like it means like you seek social progress. You're trying to create a better society. Now, how you do that, you know, like that can vary. Then there's like, conservative like what does that mean like some people just want to go back to like their childhood like for a lot of people it's like things were better 20 years ago I want to go back to that well it doesn't mean much right well, Like
0: in that way I'm a conservative yeah, well, yeah everyone. <laughs> but yeah I want to go back 20 years ago Let we go back to the 90s the 90s were great <laughs> but I know what you're saying and I think like I remember uh, I can't even remember the name of this band, but this was like kind of a punk band, and they sang this song called Love Me, Love Me, I'm a Liberal. Do you know that song? Nah. I... Well, love just... me, love me, love me, I'm a liberal. And it was, uh, these guys are leftists, and they're singing this song about being a liberal, and they're singing about how, this was like back in the fucking day, this was probably like 2004, 2005, right? or even before that maybe 2002 and they're singing this song about how like we uh were anti-war in the 1960s because of uh because of vietnam and we were anti-racist because of mlk but now we're just kind of like bootlickers and now how we're just okay with the normal establishment and we're okay because You know, like Bill Clinton's in office, even though all these atrocities are happening. And so it was like it was a song basically from a leftist singing about how liberals are pussies. Like that's basically what the song was about. It was like how liberals are just okay with whatever the status quo is because they're but they think that they are being a radical and a rebel, but they're just weekend warrior pussies. And, like, dude, I can tell you this for a fact because I came from the left. I came from the radical left, and I have friends that are still actively in the whatever our book club or whatever you want to call it, like, radical fucking full-on leftists that will tell you this. They hate liberals more than they hate conservatives because they look at liberals like they are weekend warrior pussies that, like, pretend to be for the cause – and they'll spout all the right things. Like how, like you'll have a fucking soccer mom that'll be like, Black Lives Matter and Trans Lives Matter. And then also go shop at Starbucks and also go like vote for Kamala Harris, who was a piece of shit, and Joe Biden. They'll go vote for Joe Biden, even though he wrote the fucking crime bills that put all those black people in prison. Right? Like those things don't. Those do not connect. You cannot be an anti-racist and then vote for Joe Biden. You also can't be an anti-racist and go vote for Donald Trump either. You have to be anti-government. You have to be anti-authority. You have to be, say, fuck the system. Let's burn this motherfucker to the ground. That's a real leftist. A real leftist has more in common with you and me than with a liberal. And that's basically what they were trying to tell me. And like that song was all about. And so I had a friend that was kind of pointing that song out to me and he is a liberal. And he was like, I don't get it because you know what? Most liberals don't understand that they're hated by the left. Liberals get this through your head. The left hates you. They think you're a fucking weak sauce, pussy, piece of shit. They don't want to hear your opinion. They don't want to hear about who you're going to vote for or who your congressman is and how progressive this person is. They hate you. You're going to be the first person that gets lined up and shot if they ever get a chance.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, though, like, they they kind of need the (laughs) liberals. They do. (laughs) like They're so unpalpable that, like, no one would really, like, like, they're not likable, is the problem, because of <laughs>
0: everything you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It, but, I mean, here's the thing, though. That, like, this is the thing that, like, if you ever listen... Do you listen to Pete Quinonez at all?
1: Yeah, I've listened to a couple of his things.
0: I mean, I, I love the guy. I think he's a smart guy. I've been following him since the beginning. But, like, dude, he's, he's like... He's taking, like, anarcho-capitalism and maybe even, like... Uh, Like to its fullest uh, logical conclusion. And but like he's also saying that like he's absorbing all of anarchism in a way and he's he's like absorbing like leftist tactics. And he's saying like, look, this works because like we need to be more Machiavellian. He's saying that like you're going to get these people to say like you're that's a private company, bro. You know, that kind of bullshit. And just like just being your own worst enemy. And he's just saying like, if we're ever going to win, we're going to have to take every single Avenue and we're going to have to exploit it. And we're going to have to fucking fight. And we're going to have to be revolutionaries in some way to ever achieve what we want to see as Liberty. And like, dude, that scares a lot of libertarians. It scares a lot of anarcho-capitalists. It scares a hell of a lot of liberals and it scares a lot of leftists but like in his summary he says like we have more in common with tankies than we do with like anarcho capitalists at this point or like 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 left libertarians he's saying that like the bottom right so bottom right uh, anar- uh anarcho libertarians right have more in common with top left than we do with bottom left and i right. i'm not 100% sure i'm not like i'm not 100% on board with it but he makes An interesting argument and I have to say I think that he's one of the most fascinating and interesting people in the liberty movement because of his thoughts and I like him
1: yeah I think that one of the biggest things that we need to do is be strategically offensive not in a violent way but so like one of the biggest things with like the vaccine per se no one's held responsible for this and that sometimes has got to change Like you have to get rid of vaccine you've got to make it so you can like that would be a huge battle basically saying like i get to sue a vent a vaccine manufacturer that would that would change everything and i think that like like you've got to sell that idea to people because right now like no one's talking about that and like yeah. once like once a narrative gets established like you can't counteract the narrative because it's like, well, yeah, you make sense, but I'm going to pretend like you don't, because if if I agree with you, then I lose all my friends and get fired from my job and get kicked out of my house, and that kind of ruins my life, so i got to be dumb for the next 30 seconds and walk away from you. So you got to present, a, like, something that people haven't heard before that will work, and then, like, yeah, like, if you're effective, the late-night comedy crew will come in, like kind of like re-propagandize people and you'll lose people but like I do think that we do need to stop being more strategic with stuff and being like okay like where are the where are the leaks that like this to happen
0: where are the loopholes man because I mean that's basically what Pete is saying he's like look at look at the left's tactics how are they winning how do they always win the culture war what are they doing if we have any chance at all, we're going to have to adopt those and we're going to have to quit. We're going to have to take the fucking gloves off. We're going to have to play to win. And honestly, it's pretty fucking fascinating. It's it's just, it's interesting because like I feel the same way he does in a lot of ways where like, like are you going to put me in the bottom right of libertarianism, I guess, or anarchism or whatever? Probably. But do you know that I've read like, I mean, I'll read anything, man. I fucking read, like, uh, The Conquest of Bread. What uh, Kropotkin. I read fucking Kropotkin. I read Emma Goldman. I fucking read. But I also read, uh, like, I've read fucking Lenin. I I'm reading whoever the fuck I can. But I'm, I'm also reading, like, Leo Tolstoy. I'm also reading, like, Lysander Spooner. I'm also reading Marie Rothbard. But, like, we need to learn everything we can from these people. We need to be fucking more Machiavellian. We need to read Machiavelli. I like, think if that- you read some fucking Machiavelli, dude, that motherfucker, it's scary, the shit he was saying. But he's true. He's right. He's like, who's going to win? You're like, and how are you going to win? You're going to have to fucking do this. And you fucking read it, and you're like, how the fuck did this guy have that much insight in the 1500s?
1: Well, because it's all the same. Like, It's the same it's thing. It's all that the same. We're, yeah. we're just playing it with different toys. And, I'm like, and there's yeah. a reason
0: why you're not taught him in school. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a reason why you're not fucking... They don't fucking let you listen to Lysander Spooner.
1: Yeah, I'm reading um, Etoile de Du Bois, um, the original one... Um. Howard men who took up the pen name from him who was writing the same thing as like and back in the day and just looking at it like how we give our power away and his whole thing was like don't consent like do not go along yeah. with it which
0: it's a difficult scary thing to say but it we know it's the truth so how do we do that
1: yeah that well it's a challenge
0: it's a challenge and dude that's honestly why like there's a lot of people on our side I guess what I don't you know whatever we are that are shitting on Pete Quinonas and I'm like no dude he's just open-minded and he's just really he's being honest and realistic and he's he's trying to fucking throw some ideas out there and I'm like okay I mean I, I'm listening I may not agree with everything he has to say but who the fuck cares? And he's at least having a fascinating conversation and bringing up some fucking interesting points. Like, and we should be reading fucking Lenin. Like if you call yourself an anarchist, you should have a good backbone and what anarchism is read fucking, you, you know what I mean? You should be reading fucking kropotkin You should be reading some of these guys that like are our fucking godfathers.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, who's that dude who, um, he always gets like mentioned in the Hillary stuff. Um,
0: Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, But. uh, I can't think
1: of his name. I can't Uh, think
0: of it either. But yeah, you need to be reading him too.
1: (laughs) He is great. Like, he is just like how to fuck with systems. Like, rules for radicals.
0: Rules for radicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Uh, you read that fucking book. If you want to be a radical, if you want to be a. a, And here's the other thing where, like, people try to pitch and hole you. Guess what? Dude, if you're a libertarian. If you are an anarchist, you're of the left. Now, I know that this left-right whole like concept is, is fucking weird, and people want to call themselves a right anarchist, but what anarchy was, was there... Or, anarchy or leftism was, was there was people on the right, and on the right were the monarchists. Those were the people that were of the status quo. Those were the people of the... Do you know what I'm saying? Of the king. They were the ones that wanted to see this, that, and happen. And the people that would sit on the left hand of the parliament were the radicals. They were the socialists. Those were the liberals. Those were the classical liberals that wanted like like rights for everybody and rights understood by God. And that's that is where our our philosophy came from. And we are leftists. Now leftists may not embrace us. But if you are a radical, if you are a leftist, if you want to see rules but no rulers, that makes you on the left. In a weird way.
1: Yeah, i not I don't know. Like I don't even care about the left right thing anymore. But like I think that like yeah, we should like broaden our scope. I think loopholes are great. Like if everyone just found more loopholes, the system would crash.
0: Yeah. But you have to wake up society. And that is why the left needs the liberals, because the liberals are the bulk of society. They make up probably 80% of the population. Now, and I'm talking about neocons and neoliberals. All of those people are liberals, whether they like it or not. So your average Republican and your average Democrat, those are liberals. Those are the people that are in the middle. Those are the basically the dumb sheep
1: well i mean i think i think that is shifting right now though it feels like more and more people are becoming radical whether that's good or bad um we'll find out but
0: but radical what though my problem is that those are controlled oppositions as well so they're on the left instead of becoming actual like revolutionary leftists that want to see the fall of the government they're getting put in pigeonholed into this like progressive, like uh critical race theory, like horseshit. And so they're distracting them with that. And then on the right, they're distracting them with this like nationalism and this like because those are the globalists, and so we need to think about us and we need to think about America and we need to build a wall. And so, like, yes, they are being radicalized, but they're being radicalized in a controlled way. By feds. Yeah.
1: By, by the FBI.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, dude. It's Fed boys again, and it's <laughs> fucking brilliant, dude. And they've been doing this like again. Why I blame England for everything, because it's the same tactics, like over and over again. It's oh, the divide and conquer strategy, that, and it's fucking brilliant. It's fucking genius. I would do the same thing. <laughs>
1: yeah like I think that people were doing this back in like caveman days it's just like they were just doing it on a much smaller scale with no technology but this well think
0: about being an asshole and playing like people off each other and just trying to get like resources and just trying to get to the top and like yeah it could be back in the caveman days you know you could think of it like on a very small scale you know
1: I mean you might end up getting clubbed over the head or something
0: eventually yeah, eventually. And that's that's the only thing we can hope for, Tony. <laughs> then we finally see this piece of shit for who they are, and then we go and we club them to death. And maybe that was what the French Revolution was. But then, even then, that got co-opted.
1: That is what it was. That's exactly what it was. Like <laughs> We hate these fucking people, but, you know, then... Like they didn't really have a better way of doing anything, so they no.
0: And then Napoleon the... The Bonaparte just came up and said, "Okay, well, we won't have a king, but I'll be the emperor."
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I think that this is all gonna be like a like a personal liberation thing. If not, it doesn't work. Like, like you can't like I think that thinking about it like in a status term where you're trying to like overthrow the government. It's like, well, unless like people have like the internal revolution, it's. Find well, out that's the,
0: the worst yeah. thing. Exactly what you're saying. It's like, okay, we get everybody together. We change everybody's mind. We're all looking at the enemy, and we chop its head off. Then what?
1: But, yeah, then, then another.
0: Then... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's And that's the up thing, because you and I are never going to win. The individualist anarchists that just want to be left alone and just – I want to live – on a beautiful piece of land and I want to be able to farm and take care of my children and just like grow plants and vegetables and just live my own fucking life. Leave me the fuck alone. They're never gonna let me do that.
1: Well I think <laughs> I think we just have to find a way and do it and like yeah that they're gonna do they're gonna try to stop you, but they're also I don't know, I feel like Well, I feel like it is a little bit of a scarecrow situation. Like, I don't think that they have the power that... Like, it's a scarecrow that can kill, like, one out of every, like, thousand crows. Yeah,
0: it's a deadly scarecrow. It's a real scarecrow But, yeah, there's no way it could kill us all. And so they just kill enough scarecrows where we're all scared of the fucking scarecrow.
1: And it knows exactly uh... how many crows it has to kill... And it'll take enough corn from the crows as the tribute to trade yeah. for lasers or something.
0: Yeah, and it just gets stronger, and that's the shittiest part about it. But um, I it, do you remember? We've talked. I think we talked about this uh, on a different podcast. Do you remember the Rajneesh niche?
1: You yeah, remember? yeah, the um, the the cult in Oregon.
0: Yeah, it, it was. What was the town? It was called like Dearborn. Or deer, it was something. Oh, I can't uh, remember.
1: Um,
0: but, and his name was Ocho. Is that what he called himself? Ocho? Yeah. Osho? Osho. yeah. Um, and I was talking to, I was talking to some libertarians earlier and it was like, because I, I mean, I'm very much of the anti-political libertarian stance or the anti-political anarchist stance, like where like even participating in any way is validation and it's violence like i think voting is violence but if and and then followed by but but uh like let's talk machiavellian like if we had a group of us and we all had a similar idea could we could we take over a town could we do what osho did like could like let's say we picked some little bullshit town in the middle of Montana and we said like with like four people in it could we all move there could like i i think it would be fucking awesome could we make an capistan cuz then we would own the fucking sheriff we'd own the mayor like we cuz we were the mayor i'm the mayor you're the sheriff You know what I mean? And we get like we we incorporate a small town with even a post office and like our best friend. He's the postmaster. Like, could we have in if we put our our maybe our ethics aside? We did Machiavellian tactics and we said we're taking over this little beautiful town and we're going to farm and grow and we're going to do what we want to do here.
1: I think we could I mean I think there could be a lot of of stands, but I think that we're gonna have to like pay some money or something I mean kind of like what the Amish do how do they do it
0: well dude i I mentioned that a lot I dude I think I even mentioned that in the podcast that I was on earlier where I was like, dude, the Amish to me are the perfect example of like what Anarchism should be now. It's like, do you think that they're listening to mask mandates? No. <laughs> do you think they're social distancing? Like, do you think that they shut down for even half a second? Like, do you think that like those people are just saying, "Eat my asshole, go fuck yourself." We are over here. We are growing crops. We are taking, you know, we're taking care of our cattle and our kids and our families. And we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And uh, dude, it's brilliant and beautiful. And like, because I was talking to the Catholic uh, is, uh, his shows called the Catholic libertarian. Like, I was like, could we do this in a religious way where like we get 501 C three, like where can we, can we have, can we come up with like a church of libertarian, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like, we get this, like we pull our resources and buy this chunk of Montana and or Texas and or like wherever. And we just start something and, and just do it, man. And just what we do is tax free because we have a 501 C three. And so like that, that is going to definitely like hurt some libertarian feelings and say like 501 C three is a government thing and you're going to have to sign up and you, you know, all that kind of bullshit. And you're like, you're being a statist and you're voting and you're doing all those things. But I think that, like, we could have liberty in our lifetime if we just did that.
1: Well, and I think that the thing is, like, to get, like, we're in a battle, and to win this battle, like, you have to fight this on multiple fronts. So you have to have, like, the personal.
0: Well, see, that's the loopholes. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. are we going to play the fucking loopholes?
1: I mean, if you're playing, I, I, just, I see nothing wrong. The
0: Church with of Libertas. Church of Libertas.
1: Yeah, like, we believe
0: in fucking human, human action, human interaction, and human freedom, and that is our God. And we are going to, <laughs> like,
1: like you're saying, we have to play this game. So we're going to play it, so we can get what we want out of this game. We'd rather not play this game, but if
0: we, have but to since there's, things, there's the no other fucking choice, since you're either going to have to play this statist fucked up game that the government is making us participate in anyways like if we try to not pay taxes we're going to get a gun pointed at our fucking head and thrown in a cage we might as well play their fucking game and and win like are we going to like pretend that we're not playing monopoly right now or are we going to fucking cheat because they're cheating they have been cheating the rules were made for them to cheat so are we going to look at the rule book and learn how to cheat? Or are we just going to say private company, bro?
1: Well, that's not even really cheating, like, the way I say it. Because, like, <laughs> ultimately, like, a loophole is doing something that you're allowed yeah. to do. They just don't want you to do it. Like Jesus,
0: if, if man. If there's a rule against it. They're going to come
1: down on you, and you're going to, like, you can't.
0: Well, you guess can't what? They're going to come down on us. And they're going to attack us. Because they don't want another Amish they don't want other people to hear about what we're doing. But you but, can do
1: it. And people but
0: we can do it. it. Yeah. like We can do it. We're going to be demonized. And guess what? 80% of the people that are interested in this are going to be white. And so we're going to be called white supremacists. And it's going to be an evil, awful thing. And it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, even if we got like fucking Eric July on board, they're still going to call us Nazis. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't matter. Yeah. But are we going to do it or not? Like, dude, I'm fucking fascinated by this idea. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm the guy to make it happen, but somebody needs to make it happen. So I'm throwing this idea out in the ether and maybe, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's have an capistan <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, and I, and I like the idea of selling, like, micro plots of land that are, like, a millimeter by a millimeter to as many people as you can so they can be part of this even if they're not, like, in your geographic location so you can recognize yeah. them and be like, no, no, they're with us.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: They go by our rules. Like, sorry. Um, like, so, like, yeah, like, I, I fuck with the system any way that we're a lot like, that we can. I guess I would say we are allowed to when I say that being I mean like allowed to <laughs> by the laws of nature. Like, yeah. Like whatever we and are allowed, to we're going
0: to have before. to take up the laws of nature and say, fuck the laws of man. Like we already do, but yeah. we're going to have to play these fucking games and we're going to have to be more Machiavellian. So again, another shout out hey to the great Pete Quinones. Like you're right, dog. If we're ever going to live in Liberty, we're going to have to fucking play some games.
1: All right, we're on some kind of watch list for sure now.
0: (laughs) I mean, is this why big by dead Joe Biden is calling us terrorists? (laughs) Well, uh, all right. (laughs) Whatever you're going to call me, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to hurt you, but I do want to live my own life. So go fuck yourself, you old racist piece of shit. You old racist pedophile you can go fuck yourself <laughs> 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 all right brother i think we're at the 2 hour and right, 15 minute mark
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah i guess i say it's a good place to wrap up what do you all right like?
0: man you want the last you want the last word
1: yeah i don't know man just um be honest and don't and fucking find loopholes
0: find loopholes exploit those loopholes Fuck avoid those fads. loopholes
1: avoid fads. If avoid someone the you fucking to do feds. something stupid they're a fed or an, or just assume they're a, or they're an idiot but either way
0: either way avoid them yeah its it, that's okay I'm gonna say one last thing exactly if you have somebody that is in your crew in your like whatever freedom cell that's in your fucking group that is talking about actively talking about violence actively talking about like really hurting other people or anything like that avoid them like the plague uh talk to your friends and say like we need this person out of here uh because they i guarantee fucking to you as a fed stay the fuck away from violent psychopaths We, me and Tony are not advocating violence in any way, shape or form. We just want to be left the fuck alone. Yeah, that's, that's the best thing we can say. So let's leave it there. We love you guys. I hope everybody here listening uh, joins us and uh, just be truthful and be honest and love your neighbor and join a community and get to know your neighbor And uh, let's have liberty in our lifetimes.
1: Well said, man. Well said. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later.
0: Peace.